This episode of the Beauté Industry Podcast was brought to you by Vital Plus, innovative skincare for beauty professionals who dare to dream. Hello and welcome to the Beauté Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I am your host, founding director of Beauté Industry, Tamara Reid. Here, we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces, and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauty Industry. Today, my guest is Eunice Brendan Camp from Nimune Skin Technology. Nimune is a dermacosmeceutical brand that was developed in 1994 by a leading skincare scientist aimed at the medical market for pre and post operative application. Since then, Nimune has evolved into a recognized professional skincare brand distributed globally, renowned for an expert understanding of the skin innovative formulations, cutting-edge technology and effective combination, concentration and strength of ingredients. Our guest today, Eunice, is an international education manager at Nimune. Her background in the beauty industry, along with her wide scope of expertise, Eunice comes with an incredible understanding of the skin, skincare ingredients and how therapists can work towards best treating skin concerns. Eunice is also a true all-rounder with skills that stretch from business and leadership all the way through to training and development. Today, Eunice talks to us about how to understand the skin's barrier, its function, and how understanding the skin's barrier can skyrocket you towards effectively treating the majority of your client's skin concerns. From Nimune Skin Technology all the way from South Africa, today we welcome Eunice Brentenkamp. Eunice, welcome to the Beauty Industry Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for the invitation. Ah, the pleasure is all mine. So we are going to chat skin barrier function and all of the functionalities, the causes, the conditions, everything around that today. But before we jump into that, I would love to get to know you a little bit further. So I would like to start all the way back at your career and ask you how you entered into the professional aesthetic industry. Oh my goodness, um, I'll give you the short version. Uh, I started in this industry 32 years ago, so that's really so, so long ago. But it wasn't originally what I wanted to do. I actually wanted to be a teacher or a journalist. I love education, hence teacher. And the journalism part, I love research and I absolutely love interesting people. And then I fell into skincare by chance, fell totally in love with it studied and realized my love for skin can be combined with my love for training, my love for education. And I carried on with another course for two years on adult education so that I can have the background of education, of how to educate, but also then have the skincare background. I ended up as a principal of a skincare college actually for approximately 20 years. And in that time, of course, I fell in love with um, the Nimue brand. And that 
eventually took me for the last eight, nine years on a NIMU journey where I could work with a brand that I truly love and respect, but in education. Um, that's basically how I started, how I fell into this beauty industry 32 years ago. Ah, oh, fantastic. So it was always within you, that that educational drive, because I think sometimes therapists and estheticians start the other way around and they start with a technician and then realise that yes. they have a love for education. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. And so what was it about Namune when you were studying, when you were the principal, that really stood out to you about the brand? You know, as a principal, you're responsible to introduce students to really good brands, make them use good brands, introduce them to peeling systems, resurfacing. And Nimue just spoke to me, if I can say it like that. I was introduced to the brand 26 years ago. I was in my early 20s. And I don't know if I fell in love with a professor that came for the talk or the brand first, but I was absolutely besotted with what I've heard. And it was so different. It was different those days the skincare industry was about pampering mainly. And they started this journey of changing skin, of, of focusing on skin health. And I think it was the NIMU philosophy um, of being a skin health brand, of respecting the barrier, respecting the skin as an organ, as an educator that first triggered my interest in the brand. And as an educator, you cannot educate if it's something you don't believe in. I have to believe in what I say. I have to see the results. And that is what Nimi is giving me. I can see results. I can see the safety, the efficacy. I know the brand because I work at the head office. I see the research. And I think as a dermacosmeceutical, I can now guarantee results to my clients and to the people I educate and talk to. So the brand um, that I was introduced to really as, a, as an educator or a principal of a college, got me to a point where I literally nine years ago begged Nanyu for a job. So <laughs> I got hold of the owners and I literally tried to convince them that they need me, but I needed them. They really opened my eyes to another industry and thank goodness they did employ me and that I am and can still be part of a brand that respects Skin, that have focused delivery, that look at the pH of the skin in comparison with the pH of ingredients and products. And that are maybe, I would like to call it a fusionist brand, fusing, fusing um, phytoceutical ingredients with lab synthesized ingredients. Oh, how special. Well, I was really interested to find out how you made the jump from principal because now your role <laughs> is international educator. But just hearing you speak about the brand and how passionate you are, I think if anybody knocked down the door of a company house and said, I love this brand so much <laughs> with as much passion and enthusiasm as you have, they would be silly not to give you that role. <laughs> yeah, well, I did break the house down. I really made sure they employed me. <laughs> So I'm wondering if you have any advice then, because um, a lot of therapists do want to go through that educational pathway. However, they're not quite sure how to get there and they're still in the treatment rooms performing treatments all day. What's your advice for kind of bridging that gap from going from technician to educator? You know, it's, 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 a, it's a long journey usually. It's, it's a big jump. But I suggest making connections, making friends with people, putting yourself out there, go to workshops, 
seminars get to meet people. When you find that passion of a brand that you want to be associated with, it, it will just come naturally. People will see um, how, how valuable you could possibly be to their business. But in our industry, it's about connections. It's about people, you know, businesses, you know, being out there and then really, um, I mean, I didn't step in as international educator and eventually managed it and now as con international consultant in education. It doesn't come that easy. It's hard work. So you must be willing, no matter what age you start as an educator in a, in a brand, to start at the bottom, to learn, to be willing to to be the one that take out the trash, you know, to be the one that will that will do the jobs nobody else wants to do in the beginning. But that way you learn, you show dedication, you show your love for something and then listen to everyone and everything. Pay attention, be present in the moment and go and research. Know a lot about what happens in the industry and what happens to clients. I mean, anatomy, physiology, chemistry, it's there, it's factual. How a product company works and develops are facts that you can see, but you cannot expect somebody to just understand that if you as a, a therapist don't understand, it's a good to start as a therapist. It's really excellent to have that therapy knowledge, but to then make your contacts, start at the bottom, and really put in every effort. I mean, I had months of 12 to 14 hour work days and I just stuck in there and I just did it and go the extra mile. But connections and passion and willingness to learn, we must always learn. If I spend a day without learning anything, no matter what it is, it doesn't even have to be about my industry, it can be about food even, I've wasted a day. And I think if you have that attitude people will see it and people will respect it and want that to be part of their business. And then it's that transition. If you've always loved to educate, to train people, it will be evident in your salon. As a therapist, it will be evident. As a business owner, it will be evident. So if you take that, the distributors, the salon, the, the, the brands that visit your business will notice and will want that to be part of, of their business. It is a long journey. It's a long work hour journey. In my case, I'm passionate about travel. So um, pre-COVID, I traveled some months for some years for 12 visits in the year, was overseas 12 times in various countries. So it's also strength of mind and willingness to, to work when you're tired, to work when you're hungry, to really put yourself out there. And I'm a firm believer if you are passionate and if you are a go-getter and if it's something you want, you will get it. It might take longer, but anybody can achieve anything they really want in their lives. Yes. And I think it's about being the job before asking for the job as well in many cases, you know, as yes. you said, yes. taking out the trash and networking <laughs> and, and actually putting yeah. in the hard yards before just saying to anybody, oh, I'd love to be an educator. Well, what does Absolutely. that look like? How are you training your team at the moment? How are you educating your colleagues and your clients? And then let's take a look at that next step. And it's important to want to, to know the brand you want to work for. When I wanted, I really wanted to work for NIMU, I researched NIMU, apart from stocking it as a principal in the college and for the therapist to train them on it, I wanted to know about the brand philosophy. I wanted to know the company philosophy. 
I wanted to know how they dress when they go to work even. It's very important to have a really good understanding of the business that you are interested in or the brand that you are interested in and how it resonates with you. And um, will you fit in? Is it the type of um, company that would actually suit you apart from being an amazing brand possibly? And um, there are so many aspects to look at, but do your research um, know everything about the place that you want to end up with? Great advice there. Now, speaking about the brand's philosophy at Nimune, you are a brand who truly does honor, as you mentioned before, the protection of the skin barrier. And that's what I'd love to focus with you further on today. So can we start back at the basics for those who may need a little brush up because it has been Christmas and holiday season? <laughs> what is the skin barrier and why is it so important? Oh my goodness, the barrier is the most important part of your skin. Now with NIMU, we classify the skin in four classification systems. So we focus on an environmentally damaged skin, which often is associated with an impaired barrier, hyperpigmented skin that people don't think of an, a barrier effect, a problematic skin or acne. Again, the barrier comes in there. And of course, an interactive or a sensitized skin. So the barrier is so simple, actually. Your barrier is your outermost layer of your skin. It's basically in the skin industry, as we all know, called the stratum corneum. Now, we kind of explain it as the brick and mortar effect or brick and cement effect, where my cells under my stratum corneum, right in my stratum corneum, is described as a brick wall. Now, this brick wall consists of cells called corneocytes, and they are bound together and must be kept together and in place with mortar-like lipids. So we have to think of the skin, I always explain it like a brick wall. If I visit an old country and an old area, if I look at those beautiful old buildings, what do I see? I will see bricks that I've chipped off a little bit, cement that have fallen out a little bit. It looks a bit old. It looks like it needs a bit of rejuvenation. That is an impaired barrier. So the impaired barrier of the building, that's basically in layman's terms what your skin would look like. Where if I see a brand new building, it's beautiful brick blocks, beautiful even cement, and that is what a healthy barrier would look like if you compare it to the skin. Now, inside these cells, you have keratin, you've got natural moisturizers, you, that lipid layer that keeps it together consists of cholesterol and fatty acids and ceramides, and they all need to be healthy. They all need to be built up and be strong to keep the barrier intact, to keep your skin healthy. And that's basically what keeps your skin alive, that keeps your skin going, that keeps your skin healthy. So your barrier, the main function and why it's so important is that it's there for good health, good in health and it adds to the protection of your body and your skin so a protection function possibly and um, in short is the main effect of your barrier yes i love a good analogy and that brick wall makes so much sense i can literally visualize you know an old building in greece or something you know which has been around for hundreds of decades compared to you know the new estates that are around my area when i go walking and that just makes oh, yes. so much sense <laughs> good 
<laughs> and, and as you mentioned there, the protection as well. I mean, so many different things our barrier is protecting us from. I mean, internal and external foreign particles. We've got pollution nowadays. We've got stress. We've got chemicals. We've got heat and, and you know, things that can so absorb much. into our skin. So, so much, isn't there? So much. After the break, we will hear more from Eunice on the skin barrier function. But first, a word from today's beauty partner. The team at Vital Plus believes that informed and inspired beauty therapists generate healthy skin and thriving businesses. Therefore, Vital Plus aligns themselves with products and education that empowers long-term skin health and salon success for ambitious and aspirational beauty professionals dedicated to client results. With three different brands under their belt, including Genetique, Nimune Skin Technology and Jumo, as well as business support, personal attention and ethical values, the team at Vital Plus might just be the perfect brand partner for your business. Create change today and grow a business you love by calling the team at Vital Plus on 1300 437 638 to find out more. Thank you so much to the team at Vital Plus for making this episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast possible. And now back to Eunice. A lot of therapists struggle with diagnosing, um, especially with an impaired barrier, because it can exhibit in quite a few different ways. As we just said, you know, you might have pigment or you might have redness or you might have dry, cracked, you know, really lifeless skin. How can we tell if the skin barrier is damaged or not when looking at a client's skin? You, you know, that it's such a good but complex question because as you said, there are many other conditions that actually have similar, um, that present similarly, if you look under a magnifying lens and so on. But there are three, to me, there are three main considerations or conditions that we have to actually look at together when we talk about this impaired barrier and what you will be presented with. So we have to look, of course, at the impaired barrier on itself, on itself. skin pollution. There are so many environmental factors that lead to skin pollution and skin inflammation. Those, to me, go quite hand in hand when I analyze a, um, a skin with a compromised barrier. But talking to therapists today, there's one very important aspect that we have to, as therapists, really take seriously, and that is consultation. That is a thorough, in-depth consultation, asking the correct question. And I always say to, to the therapists I train, consultation does not start on the bed when you've got the skin cleaned and you start to ask the questions. It starts the minute I collect a client from the front door. The minute you ask her, how was your holiday? And the minute she tells me, oh, I was in Mauritius or on an island, I see inflammation and I see an impaired barrier, but just that one answer. Mm. Because if you understand um, what food does, what alcohol does, lack of sleep does, late nights dancing on your island holiday, um, exposure, we are so much more exposed on holidays because we relax. I already start to see inflammation and I know inflammation and skin pollution will lead to an impaired barrier. Now, common symptoms of an impaired barrier would be a sensitized skin. It could be somebody that normally has a really good skin, no complaints, she's been with you for years and suddenly her skin's red or her skin feels sensitive to the touch. And first of all, people say there must be something wrong with product, you've changed formulations, mm. which is not, 
not the case. But often if you analyze effectively, if you listen to your clients and really ask the right questions, you will pick up where the sensitization suddenly comes from. And often it will go back to an impaired barrier due to inflammation or pollution or environmental exposure. Or of course, it could be medication. There are so many factors. Now, dehydration and tightness is also very much a symptom of an impaired barrier. They are immediately see that my skin has lost its ability to keep water in the skin. There's a lot of water loss. Now, dehydrated conditions is more a condition than a type. That skin could often be oily. So you could have a client that presents with a really oily skin, but it has superficial dehydration. That's a very important sign of an impaired barrier, of an imbalance in my barrier. And of course, your dull skin, your uneven complexion. Well, you're not sure, it's not quite pigmentation, but I'm not sure what's going on here. That dull look and a rougher skin texture. If I want to see the difference in presentation between my impaired barrier and maybe a skin that suffers from pure inflammation, with inflammation, there's more signs of rashes, itching, redness, hypersensitivity, and even here we could look at chronic conditions such as eczema and dermatitis, the dermatitis, psoriasis, rosacea. And then, of course, our inflammation can be triggered by so many aspects. It could be due to an immune response. It could be to an immune deficiency. It could be changing a washing powder and suddenly you have a rash in your neck and decollete area. Infections, pollution, skin pollution, is a big role that causes inflammation that causes an impaired barrier. And of course, ROS, reactive oxidative species, and glycation. And I always ask these, these questions to therapists or to clients. Do you sleep eight to nine hours a night? Now, if you've had kids like I've had and a new baby puppy, you do not sleep that much <laughs> time. Do you have stress? And I'm here to meet somebody that has no stress. And what are your eating habits? Do you have your wine? Do you have your cocktails? Do you eat pastas? What, how much sugar do you take in? And what environmental exposure are you exposed to? And that all leads to the glycation, the ROS, that also then affects my barrier. So interesting there. And also very interesting how you mentioned the first point of contact a lot of clients go to is, well, my skin's inflamed, my barrier's impaired, it must be the product, you've changed the formulation. And they don't think about all of the things that they're doing in their daily life, the inflammation, the stress, the eating, the, you know, the lifestyle habits that they are actually taking part of, but no, no, it must be the product. Absolutely, unfortunately. And for therapists, that's quite stressful because you trust your product. You've had amazing results with your product. You don't work for the formulator and it's very stressful. So I want to empower therapists to ask the right questions. Do your thorough analysis, listen to your client, the silly things she says, and um, that will already start to prepare you to know what's going on before you even look at the skin. 
Yes. And also I love what you touched based on there, that classic difference between dryness and dehydration. When a lot of clients get wrong, they kind of throw around both of those words very flippantly. Oh, I'm dry and dehydration in the same sentence. And then I hear a lot of therapists throw around those words flippantly as well. Whereas we know one is a loss of water and one is a loss of oil. So if we have a loss of water and we are thinking that that is a dryness, we put more oil on top, the client is likely to break out, right? So we need that perfect harmony of oil and water and fats in the skin to have that healthy barrier. Absolutely. One does not always understand the the amazing intricate process in the barrier that it has to fight every day against all these environmental stresses and internal and external stresses. Um, And we don't respect that barrier. And if you don't understand it, you cannot prescribe, um, you know, effectively. Yes, I think it's becoming more and more popular, especially over here in Australia of recent that therapists and also clients are respecting the barrier a bit more, whereas I feel like Namune has kind of been there for quite some time. You guys must be so excited that we're all coming to the party now. It's finally that are hearing us, you know, I'm, I'm so proud we've got one product and that we launched possibly 15 years ago, if not longer, and way before I worked permanently for NAMU, that then already protected the skin against infrared radiation. Well, that was quite a new concept then and people were maybe raising their eyebrows, really, is this really working? Mm-hmm. But I'm very happy and proud that we have always focused, even with our peels, to always respect the barrier, um, even with some of our resurfacing complexes, with our cleanser, we start looking at the barrier and, and, and respecting the barrier from the word go, from cleansing. And our um, peels and some of our resurfaces have a different formulated neutralizer even that will restore the barrier as you neutralize because it's so important not to send a client home with an impaired barrier. Yes, absolutely. And I love that you've touched based on peels there because I wanted to ask you about, you know, that aspect of of an impaired barrier and skin that is impaired. And sometimes when we exfoliate, that can actually exacerbate those issues if we haven't diagnosed the skin correctly. So how does an impaired skin barrier affect proliferation or skin cell turnover? This is I love this question. You know, transepidermal water loss and and your barrier, it all has an effect in the whole treatment regime. What you do at home, what we do in the salon, everything works together and we need to to understand how this fits in. Now, your skin permeability barrier, your stratum corneum, as we said, it's composed of protein-enriched cells, corneocytes, of lipid-enriched cellular spaces that in those gaps to keep it together. Now, if I have a compromised barrier, thinking of that brick wall, they, it's not functioning properly, we need to rebuild the biolipids. But now the barrier is actually formed during that epidermal proliferation and differentiation process, which begins at your basal layer. So an increased epidermal proliferation and disturbed differentiation includes changes in my lipid composition. It will include changes in my um, protein composition and lead to an impaired barrier. So a defective permeable barrier function will enhance all these uh, negative environmental allergens into my 
skin and initiate that um, immunological reaction and inflammation in my skin. And that is why you have to be so careful with what type of products you use on an impaired barrier on any skin, what type of treatments you do. Is it traditional peels that are harsh or is it more skin resurfacing complexes that yet resurface but repair the skin? And I think that's also why menu is so important. It's our home care. And with certain of the products, we first focus on repairing the barrier so that during your peel, during your resurfacing treatments, you are working on a healthy barrier so you can focus on where the problems are and you can send your clients home with a healthy barrier. So it's very important to us, even at home care, when our clients exfoliate at home, to not use harsh exfoliators. We never use harsh exfoliators. We do not believe in that. We don't use granules. So we use enzymes, papaya and pineapple enzymes that work very gently on the skin. And don't be misled by it being able to be used on a compromised barrier that it's not effective on maybe a skin that's really leathery and really compact itself. It's really effective because enzymes are gentle in penetration, gentle in removal. And that's part of our philosophy to consider the keratinization process and to consider the proliferation process of the skin. Yes, beautiful. I love that answer so much. And I'd love to ask you a slightly controversial question. Should we be exfoliating the skin with an impaired barrier? Well, that depends on so many factors. So the first answer would be, no, what are you doing? You can't. So what I think, um, what what makes my argument um why I love NAMU to, to work on this barrier is that it's good to first repair the barrier. It's good to first use a good home care regime, a really good cleansing product with the, the right, the correct pH that's not even going to strip your acid mantle, a pH that respects the acid mantle that's very similar to the skin's own pH, more of a acidic um, pH than an alkaline pH. To look at the treatments you apply after you've cleansed at home, and then if you do, if you were diagnosed with a compromised barrier, your therapist will prescribe a cream or a product or a serum. In Nimbus case, we've got a pre and a post serum, which pre-peel, pre-resurfacing, during resurfacing, post-resurfacing, keeps the barrier intact. So it heals the barrier, builds the biolipids. It has a protection over the top layer of my skin and makes my skin healthy enough to be able to um, have resurfacing treatments and to have your peels, your resurfaces, and of course, exfoliants. We must not underestimate the value of an exfoliant. And sometimes an exfoliant can be very harsh. So I would be very careful to use harsh exfoliants on my skin at home and it's a scrub um, for that matter. And I will really want to know what they are using in the cabin, in the treatment room, when they even just exfoliate my skin. And that's why, again, if you have a gentle yet effective home regime, if you balance and prepare and strengthen your barrier, anything after that will have a better and more long-term result on the skin. 
Yes. And in the case of enzymes that you were mentioning before, a lot of enzymes these days are um, proteolytic. So they only really remove what needs to be removed from the skin. Whereas I think sometimes a granular or manual exfoliant, we know that clients can overuse those products. And then that's when they get that further breakdown of the barrier. It's so true. And unfortunately, the clients that overuse it often are your very oily and a bit of uh, breakout clients that think if they exfoliate harsher, it's going to get rid of the oil and get rid of the pimples and the blackheads. And it actually has an opposite effect on the skin. Yes, absolutely. My um, husband the other day, he loves a granular scrub as do many men. And um, he must have felt a change in his skin because he turned to me and he said, can you over exfoliate your skin? And I thought, oh my goodness, this is the reason why I married you. You are so on point. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. So good to hear that your husband's using skincare. It's wonderful <laughs> to introduce men into taking care of their skins. Absolutely. I think that was a requirement of the vows. You must use your skincare morning and night. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so then tell me, knowing what we know about the impaired barrier, how can we heal a weakened skin barrier? Well, to, to look at the skin barrier, we first have to understand, as we said, what causes the skin barrier to be um, Compromised, and we looked at all these aspects of medication, inflammation, reactive oxidative species, glycation. So, what are we going to do then about this barrier? How can we help the client to even heal the barrier at home together with us and, and a good brand? Of course, it is understanding first the concept of the weakened barrier to educate our clients. Education doesn't stop me telling our clients what they. Um, should do a, a therapist it is the therapist educating the client as well mm. then a proper skin analysis that will start your therapy journey on repairing the barrier when you have an, a good understanding of what caused her barrier to be impaired because different people will have different reasons why they have an impaired barrier you can effectively respond to her concern or his concern and that's then where your responsible response skincare brands come in that respect the skin as a barrier. So you'll first look at the brand you have. Do they have specifics to repair the barrier, the biolipids? Do they have specifics that can be focusing on the exfoliation process in a safe, effective way? Or does the whole range actually build the biolipids, build the barrier and, and heal the barrier? So we need to look at ways to replace the biolipids within your skincare brand products that are formulated with different delivery systems that work effectively where it should work. And then of course, we need to be able to use these actives, to use these ingredients to together with repairing your barrier, goes hand in hand by rejuvenating and restoring your skin. So we want to rejuvenate the skin, which basically means we want all the functions of the skin that we are trained at college level we want to improve every single function of the skin and we want to balance the skin and by creating the rejuvenation and the restoration aspect we will then together with that have a barrier repair on the skin and of course you need ingredients that are targeted delivered into the skin that have delivery systems for specific ingredients to go exactly where I wanted to work on the skin and to take regular care, not to skip 
washing my face and applying my day cream or going to bed with makeup on by looking at the environment, by wearing a really good effective SPF. That is such an important factor. We cannot leave our homes without an SPF. And I always say to the, the younger audience that I train, you know, when I was 18 or 15 or 14, I grew up in a generation where you only applied your SPF in December when you went mm. to beach holiday, never before, never any other days as a child. And nowadays, Kids don't leave home without an SPF on. And when I started having children, that was the main aspect. And I've even gone so far as to say to people, if you maybe left your moisturizer at home on a trip, at least apply your SPF mm. because at least try to protect your barrier and the function. And then we go back to all the products that we have to use effectively. Yeah, beautiful advice there. Is there any other avenues or steps that you would be advising the client on so that they can continue that healing process at home more holistically? I would definitely um, again start with the education of the client. I will really want the clients to use their products as it was prescribed to be used, to not skip steps and to go for professional treatments. You know, we can't just treat at home. There's only so much a product can do for home care. And yes, we all have products in our regimes that are treatments at home. But go to your therapist. Your therapist has other tools. She's got other resurfacing complexes. She has other products that they can use on your skin to help your barrier to strengthen and to be repaired. Eat healthy. Try to avoid diet high in sugar that causes glycation of myself and that causes aging, premature aging that affects my barrier. Uh, try to lessen your stress or to balance your stress. COVID taught us a bit about self-love, I think, over the last year and a half, where we had to learn to not feel guilty to look at yourself first. And again, there I use that analogy of when you fly somewhere. And if you have your kids with you and the aerostat does her announcements and she says, um, should there be an emergency and the oxygen will fall out, mothers put it on yourself first and then on your children. And a mother generally goes, oh, are you crazy? I need to protect my child first. But you can't protect mm. your child if you didn't protect yourself first. And the same with your skin. Take that responsibility in taking care of yourself. Look at your stress levels. Look at your diet. Um, look at your exposure to pollution and um, outside pollution, internal pollution. Use SPF at home. Please do that. Go for treatments that respect your skin barrier. Don't use harsh ingredients and treatments. First, understand the brand. Go and research your product, your brands before you, you start to use it. And I think to work together with your therapist, they will guide you and give you the best advice. So yes, in a nutshell, diet, um, good products, sun protection, pollution protection, and of course, to look at your stress levels and try to sleep enough. You can't understand how much inflammation, medication, lack of sleep and stress causes internally, but you don't even see that leads to an unhealthy skin and an impaired barrier. Yeah, absolutely.
Absolutely. And I think at the crux of that, what you're saying is, is that we always need to treat the cause rather than the symptom of the skin condition. And that's specifically what you guys do at Nimune through your innovative skin classification concept system. Can you share with us a little bit more about that for those who haven't heard? Yes, anybody can treat a symptom. If I have a headache, I grab eight paracetamol over-the-counter medication and it helps a bit. But what caused my headache? Same with my skin. What is causing the acne? And what causes your acne will be so different to what causes your friend's acne or your brother's acne. What caused my pigmentation? Was it medication? Is it hormonal? Um, was it harsh product use? What caused my environmental damage? So with NIMU, yes, we treat your symptoms. Of course, we want to treat symptoms because that is what makes us stress so much about our skin. But what if we can treat the cause first? What if we can find out what causes your individual concern through thorough analysis and then treat the cause, advise on the cause, and then treat the symptoms altogether? So we believe in, in that philosophy. And then we believe in, we call it a three-phase system. Um, basically, we make promises to our clients. We've got four main promises, our principles. And that is that we are going to rejuvenate yourself. Um, to rejuvenate your skin, we are going to improve every single function. We will restore your skin. We will give your skin balance, your functions of your skin balance. We will antioxidate your skin. We'll help your skin to fight those free radicals. We can even in some of our products stop rust from forming on the skin. And then we are going to offer you protection of the skin. So that goes hand in hand with our philosophy of treating the cause and not only the symptom. And then we are going to give you really effective home care specific for your need. And we're going to give you specific treatment that the ther therapist will work out a treatment regime for your concern. And that together with your assistance using your products at home, really treat your causes, treat your symptoms and give you a healthy skin in a certain amount of time. Beautiful. Eunice, thank you so much. It's been such a delight listening and learning with you today. And I really appreciate you waking up so early all the way over in South Africa <laughs> to join me for this episode. I know our audience is absolutely going to love it. Oh my goodness, wasn't today's episode just bursting with educational tips and tricks on the skin's barrier? I hope you enjoyed that. It's interesting to me that so many of our client concerns such as aging, pigmentation and sensitivity come from the fundamental basics of an impaired barrier, something to keep an eye out for during your skin analysis and your client consultation. If you've enjoyed the conversation today and perhaps even learned something new, let us know by sharing this episode with a friend or even sharing on your socials and tag the team at Vital Plus and us at Beauty Industry so that we can have a look. If you're not already, make sure you pop into our Facebook community where thousands of people just like you are loving the progressive and informative conversations we are having about team, business and client development by clicking through the show notes or if you're already in there, come and let us know what you thought of today's conversation. Until next time, stay connected.